Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. It's here. Peloton's best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton Tread. Choose from accessories like a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, yoga blocks, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. Hurry, Peloton's best offer of the season is here, but not for long. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Limited time offer cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. There's only one review of the rings. Only one that can bend a fan base to their will. And we do not share power. Welcome back. Uh, we are on the season finale of Lord of the Rings. The Rings of Tower Season 1, Episode 8. Uh, and we're back. It's Cam. It's Kyle. We're here to review the final episode. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please leave a like. And a subscribe really, really does help us. If you're on podcast, uh, please follow us wherever you get your podcasts from as well. Loads of stuff on the Genreverse uh, podcast network. Um, Kyle will probably tell you a little bit about some of the other shows that we do um, a little bit later on. Hold on um, one second, Cam. I forgot the recording in progress. Okay, you're you're good. I, if if I lost, uh, if I lose the the beginning of it, I'll just take it from a previous episode. There you go. Keep keep going. <laughs> Previously, on um, yeah. Uh, also, hit us up on the lrmonline.com if you want to see written reviews of the things that we're talking about, or you know any other kind of interesting stories uh, and out there in the entertainment, uh, whatever genre you're in. We're trying to cover it as best as we possibly can. Anyway, we're going to go the same way we always did with this review we're going to give you our non-spoiler thoughts to begin with and we're going to grade it I've got two grades weirdly for this <laughs> one um, there's there's the my grade and then there's the me if I wasn't me grade which is strange mm. but I'll explain um, and, and then we'll get into spoilers, we'll let you know before we do and we will chat about it, we are a little bit late getting this one out uh, compared to usual, just family stuff at my end uh, yeah. just restricted us a little bit this week so it happens start let's get started then Kel. So, what oh. did you think of the season finale of the rings of power so my my guess is uh and i'll just leave the base uh screen up your your scores like you said one is if you you weren't you which means you know you weren't burdened with knowledge so you try to look yeah, yeah. at this yeah. as some someone that might not know uh yeah. the the deep lore okay well i know enough of the deep lore to know where some of these things plus our our conversations over the last eight eight weeks seven yeah, it's one weeks. thing i was kind of thinking will i have 
influenced you in some way? A little, but not. I I really tried to come at this uh, finale from only what I what I knew going in, so mm-hmm. not thinking about blue wizards or or anything like that because I didn't know about blue blue wizards before. Um, and I I still felt like this finale was written by a 14 year old freshman in high school. Okay. Uh, I think uh, it goes back to some of the complaints about writing and, and editing uh, we had earlier, such as, oh, oh, my goodness, Halbrand is so sick. He needs uh, elven magic mm. and then just walks just, out of the just, place, gets on a horse. And so a plot. Yeah, for, we need the plot to go here. So let's write something that gets right. characters for me to be, you know, there and they, they did the right. Yeah. They did the right thing in this where when we do see him with Galadriel, he is hung over the the back of a horse. Why didn't you guys do that to begin with? Like, it almost seems like they they wrote different things and put it together in in post uh, to see whichever one would would fit better, uh, which is awful if if that is what they what they did um there's other things that that we'll discuss when we get in into mm. the uh, uh spoiler specifically where i where i'm going to point out and let be like this is obi obi-wan kenobi level bad writing um the ending would play well if we had never if you know absolutely nothing if you had uh only seen the movies I think the ending probably does play okay for for many. As soon as you hack on any bit of of knowledge beyond that, and I'm, I'm not talking like as much as Cam or even as as much as me. If you've if you've thumbed through some of the the lore, the wiki pages, this probably didn't feel that well. And the more you know, the the less well this really uh, really felt. Uh, and it's it's such a it's such a shame. Because my goodness, man, did did this show not start off with a lot of uh, with a lot of promise? And I hate being disappointed. And at the end of the day, uh, this was this was disappointing to me. We got four good episodes throughout these these eight, right? Eight. Yeah, yeah, eight. Yeah, yeah. Four. So we got four good episodes throughout the eight. One okay episode, which had. Lots of action and stuff, but was was not the best put to, together action. And then we we got what I feel were three poor episodes, uh, including uh, what was it five and six, and then and then this one. See, I don't know if I would say this is maybe. I mean, this is your point of view, obviously. Yeah. But I don't know if I would call this episode a poor episode as such. I think it's burdened by things that came before it if that makes sense which again goes back to like obi-wan kenobi almost that you know yeah something start happens here and because of that it has a ripple effect as as things go along there's almost an element of that a little bit um mm-hmm. this week for me i didn't think it was it was i wouldn't I, call I, it i don't a, know I would if, call it poor, but if you're uh, executing something that was poorly written before you you can't make it any any better by continuing down uh down that path uh so i i don't while sure technically uh uh cinematography remains great music Mm -hmm. remains great Mm -hmm. uh uh the majority of this cgi remained as serviceable as as previous and though there wasn't a lot of it this this time around there wasn't a, a need for it um over overall uh did it did it check off a bunch of of uh technical uh as as subjective 
as you can get type boxes. Sure. Yeah. But as far as as story overall, even though it's it's only continuing on what came before it, it still feels feels like it's it's written by by uh, either either someone with without a lot of maturity and and story. And I'm I'm saying this is someone that doesn't write stories, just re- reads them. Someone without the the maturity of some uh, more prestigious writers, uh, or like I said, it's like a a 14 year old fanfic, man. I mean. Yeah. It just, I don't think it's the, the script quality that's the problem. For me, it's the the pitch itself. It's the initial, this is what we're going to do, which comes from the showrunners that I've got a few yeah. issues with, if that makes sense. Um, but I think the writers are doing a good enough job with what they need to do to service the story in terms of writing dramatic scenes. I think the performances are okay. I think the actors do their best good. to to sell it um but yeah what what grade did you would you go for uh so for for the episode or the both Uh, we'll we'll do both so for for the for the episode i would say that this is a uh a b minus uh potentially potentially even a c Plus, I need some time to kind of think, and I, I'm I'm interested in in hearing what you say if it it'll move move me again, Cam. Yeah. And and uh, but I I do I don't want to because like you said, is is what they executed ex- executed as subjectively as you can uh, uh well, yeah I guess, and that's why I'm willing yeah. to give it a, a B minus. Is it uh as as part of its whole and and looking at everything as far as where where they were where they could have been where they uh where they are that really makes me want to go more at the uh c plus level but you know like you said there's a lot of good things there they're just not related to the story and script yeah sure if you if you mean by uh do the words flow and and stuff like that yeah but does the the story make sense and and again like you you said burdened by what came before so i give it a i give it a a a b minus and i give the uh i give the overall series unfortunately the same a b minus but that one i'm i'm hard on it's a it's a it's a b minus for the for the season overall there's no ifs ands or or buts about that it's it's been severely disappointing and it's only because of the um, amazing things in the first few few episodes and things sprinkled in there that uh that it it maintains that because i i hate being disappointed what about you cam well i as i I gave it two if i'm talking about just the episode and so on i gave it two grades um initially i said um if i was coming in this pretty fresh uh, and I sit and look at it objectively, I would have probably gave this a, a B, you know, overall this episode. But my own personal bias mm-hmm. in this, I'll explain more of this when we get into spoilers, but unfortunately there's a lot of lower changes which you either have to accept, okay, they change that, let's move on. Can you accept that or can you not accept that? Yeah. And there were things now that I am struggling to get my head around and say I'm enjoying this because it feels more fan fiction. It was always <laughs> I was always looking at this was always going to be fan fiction because there was right. never enough written to make it anything but that, right? So right. so always had give it that caveat. <clears throat> However, that you know, that that kinda what's the word I'm looking for? Uh 
I'm kind of give what I'm giving it uh, only goes so far if that makes right. sense. Right, you know, There's, there um, are things that you you feel are set in stone based on what was actually written. You understand that there's w- wiggle room on things that aren't explicitly written, and here yeah. they're changing things that some things had just, some concrete lines you know, al- already. Exactly, there's just there's some changes made from the lore that I'm not necessarily sure why the changes were made um, or that they were for the better than what they could have done if they had stuck more closely to to what the lore actually is um if that makes sense yeah um but i did think they kind of executed it okay um i think the mysteries that we've been talking all season were all a bit obvious um and therefore the whole I'm gonna rip into the big one. You know, you know exactly yeah, which scene yeah. I'm gonna go go back to. I know, as well. I know exactly. Yep, <laughs> yep. And um, and Numenor. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think out how to say this without. Yeah. So everything just without a hot take. I thought perhaps right that um, the writers were being even cleverer than what all the general fans were saying. Well, this is obviously happening. And this is obviously happening. But there was an undercurrent of me, like maybe sitting there in the background, thinking, "I'm hoping the writers will be more inventive than that and mm-hmm. actually shock everyone a little bit with a few differences here." Um, and then maybe it's not fair for me to hope for that for a season and then get disappointed when it doesn't happen. <laughs> but at the same time, I can then say that all the the reveals or the mysteries that they had that were supposed to be were all really telegraphed from episode one pretty obviously too obviously for me if, if that's really what they wanted to do um so yeah so that's it's all kind of low stuff that, that's that's my issue with it ultimately i think if i was taking it and i was brand new yeah i would appreciate some of your points of view there's a couple of things i would say yeah, i don't like the way they did this this kind of didn't make sense to me still certain episodes in the past some of the geography issues are still an mm-hmm. issue you know for example Time crunch and, and takes, distance crunch it takes um gladio six days non-stop to ride with an injured person all the way there to to kind of london if you like not Oregon, so he's where they were which is the closest i, I guess but uh and then it just so happens gil galad's there as well mm-hmm. um and elrond's well he was kind of based there anyway so that's okay but again just that whole i think sometimes what what they've done by squashing all of this mythology into thousands of years into a small package they're having to move and it's strange for a show that's been critically called slow-paced, but sometimes they're actually moving some of the pieces about so fast uh, in terms of the kind of geography that you don't really get a sense of any time passing properly for me. Yeah. That makes sense. I'll say, I gotta say something funny just happened. So sometimes I get fidgety and I'll play on, you know, the computer with my mouse and I start tracing out like patterns or, or <coughs> something like subconsciously, right? Uh, I did, I saw my mouse cursor on the screen on on OBS, but it's actually down on you on Zoom. So I, my mouse has been playing over your glasses and ear. Uh, so I just know because like, I thought I thought I was on yeah I thought I was on OBS right 
and I'm like, yeah, there, there's, there's the thing that I, I do sometimes. And nope, it was actually, I'm seeing the recording in, in OBS, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I get it, man. I, I really do. And, and, uh, that's always, always been one of the hardest things about watching, uh, <laughs> especially like comic book movies, anything with, with star Wars, especially if you were, were an EU fan, <laughs> um, there's a, a burden of, of knowledge, a burden of, of what came before. And there's, there's. It's a very uh, case by case basis on it's what selfish actually in some ways I think because we what we're doing is we're saying like if we were making this we would want this that that and that yeah. and, and because it's not there we don't like it sometimes well yeah I'm not say, that. saying that and, and I try not to ever do that because I I stopped my I stopped my uh, I wish comic book movies would be panel to to screen when I saw Iron Man and I was like, okay, yeah, no, we, we don't need panel to screen. And then, you know, when we got the additional movies and, and others were still upset, they wanted that they weren't getting panel to screen. I was yeah, like, no, we, we don't out, need I, that. I don't think that we need that page for page adaptation of this story yeah. either. Um, yeah. All I'm saying is that, you know, it could have been slightly more accurate than, than what it's been yeah. so far. What I will and, also say, I will say this, um, that there is the potential to still change my mind by doing certain things in future seasons which could um, almost ah, kind of forgive them for some of that because now it's kind of going in the right direction. So I'm I'm accepting that as well. That you know I'm not necessarily super excited for season two, right. but you know it could become better to me as it goes on um. theoretically. Before I carry on with that, the point that I was going to make, what would you grade the season then? Tricky. <laughs> okay, Cam, think, uh, think about it during the. Uh, probably, uh, a, I would say probably a solid B because okay. um, because there's potential there mm -hmm. and there was some great things, but the potential wasn't always fulfilled. And there was a lot of negatives to take from it as well. Okay, um, so this this conversation we we had on our uh, Discord, it's actually in the uh, I don't know why they did it, why we did it in the private uh, Breaking Geek Radio uh, room, but it it happened there, and the uh, the discussion about um, accuracy, uh, ex expectations of things that come with lore. Uh, and by the way, you guys can join the, the Discord. The Breaking Geek uh, private room is supposed to be for like episode planning, uh, not full conversations. No. We do have full conversations in uh, the uh, regular rooms. we got rooms dedicated to all the uh, podcasts and big big topics, general news, thing, things like that. We even got a spoiler room so you guys can vent venture in there and uh, uh, discuss the, uh, the spoilers of episodes of, of things. Yeah. Of, you know, uh, so uh danny had had asked about you know why uh why um it's easier to you know do changes with comic book characters because there's so many different versions but you don't get the same leeway with lord of the rings because there's there's only one ver version so to speak but even though Tolkien's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, additional lore did change over over time and stuff like that um and he's like you know, is it, is it wrong or, or right? And, uh, uh, Janet, of course, brings in, uh, uh, his points about, you know, 
how fans don't like it when when things are changed and um I said generally unless it's being made clear uh something is like a a reimagining like look we're we're taking the basics of it and we're do- doing our own thing if you say that from the get go you will get from me the same amount of leeway I'll be like okay cool you're doing a reimagining let's see see what you got one of the one of the but best if you out there imagine something i think you always still will compare it well it wasn't as good yes, as the original or something even some, if it's some. change a medium but uh i'll say uh one of the best examples of a great reimagining ba- battlestar galactica i bring it up mm-hmm. all the time it is vastly different from the the original series incredibly yeah, issues different with how they stuck the land and but yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. It was, Overall, it was yeah. it was its own. They took it the, was ba- very the basic different thing from the original. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I I always pin that one as a as a great example of a of a good re- reimagining. And and even my dad, who was a big fan of the original, he's like, you know, this is great on its own. It's different than what the the original is. And he'd complain about that sometimes, but generally he watched it and in, and enjoyed it for for See, what it, it was. Present this to you then. Sure. One of the reasons we like Battlestar Galactica is because, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think most people will say it's superior to the original because the original was 70s campy, didn't have a lot of money, so it wasn't too hard to improve it, right? No. I think the problem is we're seeing, in something like Rings of Power, what we're seeing is again, well, you know, to make this work, we need to change it. You need to be brave and make changes. Okay, but is the end result then better Good. than this the source most, material. Most certainly wasn't. I don't think. Not you know, sometimes opinion. Tolkien puts things in a way which I think, you know, now, now we could talk about the timeline crunch, for example. We saw House of the Dragon in season one go through around 30 years with cast changes and everything like that happening. Why could we not even have had one or two episodes that show the passage of time within the Rings of Power just to spread it out a little bit? Yeah. Because one of the issues I have is that they have now put in plot devices to speed events up because they've crunched the timeline and and I have issue with some of those speeding yeah. up events. So, you I know, I so, mean, they could have ended up crunching some of it in the middle, but why not? take a bit of time first of all like we could for example have seen Numenor several hundred years earlier when they were really friendly to the elves and then when we yeah. see them coming back again everything's changed you know and we have a completely different cast because none of them are alive anymore yeah that and that's interesting money is money and cast is why, why the but house of the dragon exists. pulled it off you know they had certain characters stay the same 30 years is case, a lot easier than hundreds i guess they, i don't know yeah but it doesn't actually it doesn't make any difference all that matters is that yeah. you have different characters yeah you know and i'm yeah. not I'm not. You would have to remap the whole season one. I get that. It's yeah, not yeah. as simple as just doing that. But this is just an example. Um, is by putting the time crunch in, I feel that they've decided. Well, we need to change this, and we need to change that, and we need to change this, and they've kind of almost done a little bit too much for me in some ways. And so I, uh, I was, I you know said it, it's got to be. It's a it's a case by case basis, and and that goes into what is the original uh, source? Is it a book? Is it a, a comic? Is it a is it a game? And what is it being translated into movie uh, movies, uh, television, or or um, uh, animation? Because you that's its own uh, uh, can of 
can of worms. Mm -hmm. Generally, I would love for things that stick to, if you're not saying this is a reimagining, if you're saying we're, we are adapting, I would like you to stick to the core lore. Then there's certain set in stone things that are supposed to happen. You should stick with that. And then jammer. And, and for those that don't know, jammer, Janet are the same thing. It's a uh, text uh, autocorrect joke inside joke here at, at genreverse and, and LRM. Um, but, uh, Jammer goes in and, and talks about how, you know, uh, a lot of people won't, uh, uh, can't adjust like they can't adjust to yeah. the the changes and that they that you should say that uh, you wanted this you didn't get it so it's hard hard to enjoy uh, and then give your opinion but but he does make a point that a lot of people that don't get what they want they say this is shit everyone involved well I'm not gonna say uh, most people say everyone involved should be hurt or or anything jammer but uh, yeah you you do get people yeah, that I mean, are like, oh yeah because it's not not what I wanted it's famous. it's trash you know I mean people were saying that from episode one yeah. That's did not fit my exact expectations from episode one and i will therefore hate this show forever and mm -hmm. campaign and tell everybody it's terrible now but i'll still watch every episode but i'll hate watch it you know and um, i had uh sorry we gave, I had, it, we uh, gave it a chance though we did give yeah abs absolutely and that's that's the important part is to, is to give it a chance but i said there and i, I keep banging this this point home on on different things because this this point is not just on on rings of power there's a there's a fine line uh between changing your your expectations and settling like i said in order for me to change my expectations you need to tell me uh, ahead of time am i getting a reimagining am i getting an adaptation am i am i getting a remake or a reboot you know what i'm saying that all of that matters and that that's how i have to uh, approach things because if you sell it as say in marvel a multiverse saga and all of your multi uh, virtual events have zero consequences up to the current point i'm i'm upset you you did not deliver on what you you sold i'm, I'm going to judge you based on your your multiversalness and it sucks um so i but the the thing is that thin line when everybody starts saying okay well i'll just accept it for for what it is they're they're only going to give you guys crap then because it's it's cheaper to make crap not that Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power was cheap. It, it wasn't. But they know that they can cut corners next time. <laughs> and then they don't have to have as many uh, uh, depends. people I mean, working the on these. The showrunners have I said mean, that they do and have responded to some of the, the criticisms of season mm -hmm. one. But one of the things that they've highlighted is we've heard people say it was a bit slow-paced and we're taking that into season two. And that kind of worries me because I'm like, oh, that wasn't my issue, you know? Yeah, it was um, not my, my issue at all. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, it's like you have all these different groups of people that like different things and not everybody's going to like the same yeah, content. No. So you, the goal when you're making something is, What's going to appeal to the most to the, people that I can In general, get? that's what you're supposed to do to, to make money. I think what the Rings of Power have consciously done is, uh, I don't think the Tolkien nerds will really be that into this, but, mm -mm. you know, there's not, you know, maybe they're not that important. Let's try and get that casual movies audience that we, we kind of got before a little bit. Um yeah, it doesn't that's, have that's to be that way, though. I mean, the the Tolkien. I mean, the, they Depends. look guys, guys you know, for I, those. Because it would be even slower paced if you followed. Well, yeah, yeah. I know, I know that that 
Jammer ranted for like almost 30 minutes of pre-show on Breaking Geek for about how how awful uh, boring uh, Lord of the Rings is. Um, but I'll, I'll he, say that... Is not a fan then? I've not, not listened to well, Breaking Geek for the last few uh, so. I, I would say he's a he's a fan in, in, in the general sense, but he is not a fan of, of Tolkien's style of world building and you, you got to watch it. I don't want to put words in in his I'll in his mouth, it. but yeah. Um I was I was uh oh, crap, I had another I, I I think I lost the um the point. I'll I'll just wrap up with with this. It is people that that are like, "Oh, you you should there's a difference between why uh people can enjoy things and should enjoy enjoy things that they and you know that they find enjoyable, uh, but that doesn't mean that people should enjoy things. And I think quite often we are. Uh, I talked about this with with Manny on the Daily Cup of Genre. I think some people are so desperate to be positive, so desperate to find things. And I'm not calling Jammer or any of these. I'm just saying in in general in in reviewing yeah. things out out there in the world, uh, they're so desperate to be positive or or potentially scared to to be negative whether it's scared of uh losing the opportunity to review the next uh project or they're scared to upset twitter whatever the case may be there is this sense of fan base that don't have a stake in it because you get i mean like we've saw with rings of power there's almost like three or four subs appeared on reddit that all have very different views and very quickly they've all become echo chambers so it's like there's a certain one you can go to, and if you are critical of the show, you will get yes. downvoted. And people will say, "Why? Why don't you come here and leave this place for us that like it?" And I've I've spoke against that before and said, "Listen, that's it's bad. Awful. That's bad. That's not good. There's a, <laughs> that's there's how we get crap between, like this. It's okay to say, right? See the people that are just going to come in and troll it. Ha ha. Well, this is crap. But not yeah. discuss it. But if someone's going to come in with genuine criticisms and back up an argument, you have to, even if you disagree with it, you have to even accept that. Even if you that disagree. Because yeah. that's what makes, you know, you you should invite different opinions from yourself to grow. Um, if you just I get agree. an echo chamber, you don't you don't learn anything. Um, it and equally, it's the same the other way. There's, there's one yep. sub that I've been on where it's like if anybody's positive, you will just get laughed at. Uh, yeah. You know, and everything's just negative, negative, negative. Um, and you know, there's probably one that's kind of in the middle a little bit as well, and that's probably the most reasoned and best one. They kind of lot of them at the moment, as you would imagine. So, you know, because there isn't any right or wrong answer. It's like people will say, "If if you like this show, you must be an idiot because yeah. it's terrible." No, your opinion is that it's terrible. And what you think is any what you're saying is if you don't share the same opinions as me, you are an idiot because I am all knowing and yeah. you know, we all everybody's got a bit of ego about their own opinions. I understand that. Your own opinion is yours, but it is not a universal opinion. People have different tastes and different needs from what they want out of entertainment. And I think there is a group of people who absolutely have loved the rings of power so far yeah. and i'm really looking forward to i also think there's a bunch too. that like it to be contrarian to those that don't and that's what sucks is is that exists like that the fact and so the opposite you'll get as it, well. exactly exactly i i hate i and i i cannot stand how it, it, we we've mentioned it in in star wars you gotta you gotta love everything 
And if you don't, oh, you're not a yeah, you're not a real fan. About this, yeah. And you we know? don't we, we I say that I like this. I didn't like that. I like exactly. This. I like that. It's and a that's case by do. case basis. Well, it's not a one. Anyway, yeah, it's not I a one size fits all. Just get, into get the to the spoilers. spoilers yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably. This is we usually keep this bit really short. We've probably went on for ages before we even get into yeah. the nitty of where some of our issues so, are. So let me let let's let's talk about the. Yeah, spoiler alert. Let's talk about the big, big reveal. Who is Sauron? Right, that one. Okay. So, um, and Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I have had some issues with my, uh, with my headphones and I'm hearing a bit of a a buzz. If that's in the audio, I'm sorry. I, I don't see it in the wavelength. So I think it's just my headphones, but okay, good. So, so hopefully it's just my headphones. I can replace those, but I will apologize. So who is, who is Sauron? Mm. Well, it's, it's freaking how, how brand mm. and why mm. is it, why is it him? Well, they, they did whatever they did. Could it, could it, would this have worked for me? This is, this is, so this is what I want to get to go, go back a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned, uh, when, when you were talking about, uh, theories that he is, uh, yeah, Sauron. Yeah, because we've been talking about that the whole right. And I, I went off and I was like, well, why did they show us him put the crest down and then Galadriel or Galadriel leaves after saying, you know, you're going to be the king in the, in the south and, uh, and you're, you're going to come to this meeting and we're going to go off, off to war. And he's like, no, I won't do it. Th- throws the thing down on the, on the table, walks away. They're both gone out, out of the room. Camera stays behind. He come, comes back and, and grabs it. What in the f- Frack is the point of of that. That alone, right there. Who is around him to? Who is around him to see him grabbing this 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 uh, okay. uh, crest? Let me like, present a counterpoint <clears throat> to that. Though, now that we kind of know where we are, because what I think you're misunderstanding is that the showrunners are trying to say that Sauron generally was being repentant at that point, and no. really, I think. They're saying that he really That's did not even where I'm want coming to from. stay in Numenor. So he genuinely was, I think, they're, they're trying to say, I'm not saying whether it works or not, oh. but I'm giving you the devil's advocate point of view, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the fans would say that, um, that basically at this point, he's like, if I go back there, you know, I'm not going back there because I'm just going to end up, the, I should just stay here in Numenor, stay safe and chilled and away from all that from now on. And then he kind of decides to do that, and then he goes, "No, I need to come back." And uh, he's inspired by Galadriel, like she's trying to inspire him. That he genuinely is inspired by her to go back, and that he starts to see her potentially as an ally at this point. Sure, when a fourteen-year-old writes this stuff, sure, Cam, I I I got what they wanted to do, but that's not how it how it plays out, and that's not how he even plays plays out during his big reveal where he he kind of feigns the the repentance. That's a feign. That's what it seems seems like from from the get go. He has because even because he because even go well that that's what I'm saying is is that whole writing is there just for the audience that's the thing yeah. I don't think it's in there to to cement their their stuff later on because they they make it very clear for him that he's like I was already pulling things you you were the one that were that did it all I it, it's a fame it's a it, that they it's a freaking fake out and it was there only for the audience and it goes against everything that that seems to to be going on because it's very clear by the and that's what i mean by potentially 
bad writing is in this speech he gives to Gladriel and his, during his whole big reveal, they make it quite clear that he really didn't intend to stay on Numenor. They, it's a feign, and it's so poorly executed. I'm, I'm not sure if that is genuinely the case. I think, I think whether you think it's executed well or not, it's a different scenario. But I think they're trying to say that now he thinks that he should be here and he should be present and that he wants kind of Galadriel to work with him. Um, and I think that we are still seeing that kind of dominance. But they're trying to say that at the point where they met at first and he saved her and then they went to Numenor, he was just lying to kind of stay in Numenor and, and retire or whatever. However, when you analyse that as a character, once you know that this character is actually Sauron and you apply the properties to Sauron that this character has, then there are a lot of things start to not make sense. Don't make sense. That's what I'm saying. Just it's go not right in back character. It's written just for, one, for the audience and it's dim. Or was it two? I don't know. Sorry, um, go ahead. Why, um, why would Sauron... Uh, let's say Adar killed a version of his body and that that story was true. We don't know if that mm -hmm. story was true, but he said he killed Sauron. So let's say that he did kill one of Sauron's bodies. It clearly didn't look like Halbrand or else no. Adar would have recognised, right? So um, so Sauron's given himself a new body at this point. So mm -hmm. we know he's a shapeshifter. He's a, he's a Maya. Um, he's basically an angel-like spirit. Mm -hmm. What's he doing on that boat? Because That's he says he wasn't intending to go to Numenor. That wasn't no. his intention. He doesn't he doesn't seem to know Numenor sort of exists at this point. So where, where is he and what was he doing? Um, it, none of it makes any sense to me. There's nowhere west other than Numenor, and he wasn't really on course for it either. So what was he doing on the boat? Was he just trying to get somewhere away? Like Why I would said. a Maya who can just be an angelic spirit for a while if they want and how could have sit for a century inside a mountain or, you know, just invisible to anybody else, so completely safe, unharmable, uh, you know, in that form. Um, why would you not be taking stock or deciding what you're doing like, in that form? Why make yourself into a, a body that looks like a man? Because it doesn't look like an elf. He's specifically chosen a mortal-looking body. Uh, and why, when he's on that boat and it's smashed to bits and everything, why doesn't he just like, nope, see ya, I'm out of here, you know? And because he doesn't have any compassion for the other people in the boat. No. We saw that right from yep. day one. And it it all goes back to my point that I don't necessarily know if they were set on everything. The cutting, the, the editing, uh, it all feels so... Uh, choppy and strange and like you said it doesn't these these actions do not make sense they seem like they were purposefully filmed to try to yeah. throw us off instead of using the natural like how yeah. you were trying to to explain they could have even done they could have even worked in the the uh repentant arc so to speak he could have spoken of no when i was were you know they mentioned it what once he says you know you you wouldn't want me to be king i've done terrible terrible things they should have worked more of that in there yeah. they should have told had him tell but a war story that, that makes it seem where like we were talking about the mystery is not very mysterious because they've been given as these hints right from the first episode people have been saying oh surely halbrand is there on and um, it's Apart from the few that thought it was a stranger. So I think they wanted us, is it Halbrand, is it Sauron? That's what they, they wanted us to do all that. the way through it. 
very it well so at all. Th- because it was so obvious, but, but also didn't make sense to me that I thought they were doing something cleverer. And actually, Anatar's because it sounds far cleverer to me if Anatar, which is Sauron's disguise, if you like. I don't know whether even they've got the rights to use that name because obviously he's Halbrand at the moment, but you know, we'll see. Um, that if he'd been there the whole time influencing things like we talked about, instead of there really being the elves fading that fast, it's actually a deception of Sauron that's making them think that. Because that doesn't work either. The whole mm-hmm. idea that the elves all of a sudden, into a certain point of the second age, have suddenly started fading so fast that it's going to take months where they have to get that story is not anything in the lore and has just been made up by the showrunners to put some haste into the elves of why they they put them under some we have to get it done now but actually if Sauron had been more if they could still have that we're fading eventually it'll take maybe hundreds and thousands of years for that to happen but it will Mm -hmm. come eventually and then still have Anatar show up you know telling them about things that they could do to to try and kind of rectify that that's basically what happens in the books and they're they're attracted to it you know and a lot of that's Keller Brimbor's pride as well that he's mm-hmm. he's looking to kind of fulfill Make his, his name lineage if you like you know because he's he's at an air of a Feanor and and do his one special thing so he's kind of more open to that deception whereas in the books both Galadriel and Gilgalad, despite not knowing it's Sauron, because they have no idea, so you can't tell, you know, he's he's a proper shapeshifter, he can look whatever he wants, um, that um, but they were just distrustful of it, for whatever reason, you know. Um, so what they've done kind of now, is like, they've had, you know, Sauron help make the rings, if you like, so they've kind of yeah. showed that, and that all happened a little bit quick for me as well, yes. you know, how they just suddenly... Well, we've now got the three rings. But the other issue I have with that is the order now that they've made these rings because they've now made the three rings first and Sauron helped make them. Mm-hmm. Maybe, all right, they, they, they went from two to three at the end. Maybe that's like, see that where Galadriel puts, no, let's make it three because it's just something I've made up, you know? Um, maybe that's oh, the, the, whole, the one is tyrant. Uh, you know, maybe that's is, why they're going to try split. and say yeah. that... Um, that somehow Sauron wasn't aware of the third one and that buggers him up in some way. But just, just to clear up what the lore is at this point, so Sauron and Celebrimbor, they actually theoretically make other rings, which they, Tolkien talked about essays of the craft, but not considered any of the great rings beforehand. Whether that was Celebrimbor on his own until Sauron helped him, I'm not sure. But um, but the point is that they, they made the seven and the nine first, Mm-hmm. Those were the first ones that they made, right? Dwarves and so men. at this point, they've got yeah, they've got the seven for the dwarves and the nine for the men. Now, whether they were designed to be given to men or dwarves at that point is not exactly clear. Um, Sauron leaves them in Aragion and he goes to Mount Doom, and where he creates the one. Forges While the he's one. away doing that, that's the elves get their, their three. Make the three. So there is a clear thing in the in the legendarium that. Sauron never had an active hand in the three, although the craft, you know, he was still involved in, um, is still from his knowledge, um, he didn't have a direct hand in them. And that's why that when 
during the third age, when Sauron is defeated and he no longer has the one ring, that's why the three elven rings work perfectly well. And that's how they're mm-hmm. able to keep Rivendell and, uh, you know, and, and all that sort of stuff um, as, as pretty and, and powerful as what it was, if you like. Um, but if Sauron had to ever wear the ring again, they would have to remove theirs because the one is still dominant, you know, ultimately yeah. over the other ones no matter what. Whereas the nine and the seven had not necessarily, they were more touched by Sauron and could be used to evil even when he didn't have the one thing, you know, on him theoretically. And there's mm-hmm. lots of stories about, you know, what happens to people when, you know, the dwarves end up losing all them. And by the time of the Lord of the Rings movies, other than the ones that have been destroyed by dragon fire, Sauron's literally got all the rest of them back he's got the nine from the Nazgul he doesn't let them wear them by the way mm-hmm. he keeps them from them and they're like oh give me that ring back because they're so kind of corrupted by it um, so Sauron kind of likes to hoard all the rings and and ultimately he didn't really mm-hmm. know about the three until he puts on the one, one and he senses that there's these other three out there and they didn't know about the one until they sense him and that's when they remove the three and they stop using them at that point they then cannot use the three at all throughout the rest of the second age because Sauron constantly has the one at that point now if the elves are fading so fast are they only going to get a little bit of respite and then they take off the rings yeah how are they going to survive for the rest of the show well it maybe only lasts three years so who knows do you know what i mean we, it, we know shall what I mean? see it doesn't, doesn't just no it, the, the, the time it, crunch you know? stuff like you said the the burden of of lore for you especially is is even uh more burden burden the only thing i burden, can think so. of is that they're going to have sauron either make the 16 rings himself or mm-hmm. he's going to come back to Keller Brimborn next season in, in a disguise. different disguise but then mm-hmm. would they want to not use Charlie Vickers and have a different actor playing Sauron because that's what you'd need to do yeah. if he comes back in disguise um, and have him you know influence Keller Brimborn to then make the other 16 because remember they talked about how this should be a power only for the elves yeah any other uh, in here I apologize yeah, I, you're fine any other uh, things on Sauron I, I still I still hate things like uh uh the horse ride which you already mentioned so yeah i'm, yeah. I'm good to go on how brandon's yeah, sorry I mean, ready talk about thing, the stranger just, so he's, he's oh, a maya he's been stabbed and he needs elvish medicine i mean that wasn't a wound that's going to kill an actual maya let's be I honest mean, so he's clearly it, faking but it seems as if he doesn't need the medicine as well yeah you know, it, it makes uh it, it now makes sense why he could uh walk out the the tent and yeah and right away that makes sense but, but then, then why, he's why lim- he left over exactly it's freaking awful there, you know? and then suddenly he's all right again i mean really he should be all right a from small from whether or not like he's he should be able to from, heal himself from that pretty from, easily from whether or not he's actually repentant at any time to what they're trying to show the audience to to carry on their their hoped uh, deception which yes you're supposed to deceive in stories sometimes but it's got to be be good deception and logical uh deception and all of that all right so uh the stranger um mm. i i went when when the the follow uh followers say hey lord sauron we're, we're here for you i was like you know i was wondering if if it played out where he was indeed sauron how would i 
how would I uh, react to it? And I, I was like, that even worse, but... I was like, it's awful. It's, it's terrible. I was like, I, I really hope this is, this is some sort of fake out. And it turned, turned out to be a fake out. Well, because we explained which, in previous reviews, why it, why? why it doesn't fit, because why, why? would Sauron restrict himself in the he way that this person at, is restricted? At all. So sense. when they, when it fully plays out and, and it, it is a, a fake, a fake out, I was like, okay, cool. So where does that leave us? Cam, is it is it Gandalf or is it one of the blues? Oh, this is the sad thing for me because everything everything points to it being a blue wizard by everything that they do, everything um, about where they are now going on their mission uh, points blue wizard. But we have that line where he says, uh, Eleanor, Brandybuck or whatever, always follow your nose, which is a very Gandalf yes. you know, thing to say. And to me, that was, and certainly to all the fan base, they're all out there and they're out saying, it's Gandalf. And the yeah. only thing I don't think they revealed it is I think they want more mystery going into season two, so they don't want to say it's really Gandalf at the moment or something yeah. like that. But it shouldn't be Gandalf because there's no need for it to be Gandalf other than yeah, we've got Gandalf and that we can promote the fact that Gandalf's in this, you know, because they already have these other characters that were in the lore and did go east and everything like that. Like, famously, Gandalf talks about, you know, where he goes, you know, I, I go west, I go north, blah, blah, blah. And he says, to the east, I go not. Um, and he's never been to Rune and this character and, you know, and Nori are heading east to Rune. So that's somewhere where Gandalf didn't go. Plus, he wasn't, you know, in Middle Earth at this period. Sauron had already become a threat by the time uh, Gandalf was asked to go over. And specifically, Gandalf didn't want to go. And the reason that Gandalf didn't want to go, and he admitted, was because he was scared of Sauron. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Whereas the other ones were more confident about, about going. Saruman, and you would imagine, was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll go and sort of out, yeah, no problem at all. And Gana was like, oh, I don't want to go. I'm shit scared of this Sauron, dude. You know what I mean? And they're like, well, no, too bad. That's why you're getting sent anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of thing. Um, so, you know, uh, as a great character, and like that, but there's so little said about the Blue Wizards that you could make them a great character as well. So I still hope that they pull a fast one somewhere in season two and explain it's not actually Gandalf. But I think they'll either leave it vague so that we never know because the name's never used, or they'll just decide that it is Gandalf. Maybe kind it? of a she come back in the second age at some. Maybe point. kind of amalgamate it to where at the to where they serve because, like you say. The, they're looking for the these stars and and off to where they're they're going um what's there you know is it like you thought the other person the i mean the people made it seem there was two blue wizards and they both went to get right. east but really we don't know much about east and rune and stuff like that because they right. never come into the stories it was always just uh they're... they went there Sorry. and did stuff in the east but we don't really talk about that you know because the main plot happened in the west the only thing that's interesting is the uh acolytes if you will for sauron uh they're like they know what the those stars you know are of or are above and they even mention it it's it's you know this and this and that's why he knows where to where to go but it's like yeah. if it's got importance to sauron does it make it more or less likely that it's gandalf does that question make sense 
Say that again. Sorry. So the 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 stars that he's looking for in the location he he was wanting to, to get to the the uh, Sauron acolytes, the ladies in in white, uh, they were uh, uh, they knew what those stars were. So it has some mm. sort of connection to Sauron. That being said, uh, the 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 place where he's wanting to go to follow those stars, it having something to do with Sauron, does that make it, in your mind, less or more likely to be Gandalf? It wouldn't really matter because they have to have a reason that they're, they're going east. There has to be some reason that, uh, and I, I'm guessing most of it will be made up story. You know, they're mm-hmm. going to make up their own little story about what happened over there. Um, so maybe it's like this character works against something that Sauron already had in place over there. Maybe the idea of these people is that Sauron's already got a big following. And uh, by doing things over there, you're, help, you're preventing him from calling upon those forces, for example. That's always my kind of read of what the Blue Wizards were there to do. Stop the East getting involved. You know, be, be you know, Gandalf, Saruman and Radagast were in the West. Doing that thing, just combating against Sauron, whereas the two Blue Wizards were doing the same thing in the East, but we just haven't, we don't know exactly what they did, you know. So it's hard, hard to say for certain until we, we see where they're going with the story ultimately but here's one of the issues i had with lore as well which they may explain more in season two these acolyte ascetics whatever you call them what the fuck are they right because they can use powerful magic (laughs) and why you know what makes them able to do that you know these literally they have almost a wizard battle against amaya Right, although yeah. it's in a starry, so you know, he's not got full access to his Sauron like powers, you know, but he's still like Gandalf powerful, right? So, still yeah. pretty, pretty good. Um, and you know, there's a kind of back and forth, or at least one of them seems particularly kind of powerful at the two of them, mm-hmm. anyway. So, normally, when we have powerful characters in Tolkien, you can, you can, I mean, arguably, Tom. Bombadil is the only one that we can, there's arguments still to this day about what he actually was because he was it doesn't really fall into any classification. But most of the time people say, well, they must have been spirits, Maya spirits that are somehow in a but Sauron never had other Maya working for him. He was just a Maya, that would be like beneath them. Like it's almost like it's like if he asked the Balrog, come and join me, the Balrog might be like fuck you prick you know um i'm you know i'll do what i want you know you ain't, you ain't better than me you know i'm gonna do my own thing and just chill and kill these dwarfs here um there's no kind of it's like they all served morgoth because he was a higher class of being again right so there's not really any evidence of the lore of, of sauron having any maya working for him um because they would be ultimately just as dangerous as sauron is um in every way um, and would have to be accounted for somehow. So what are they? They know elves aren't usually that powerful unless we maybe go to some of the very ultimate heroes of the first age, you know what I mean? But none of them really are, are that kind of powerful without any rings or anything like that. Men, well, the Nazgul end up getting like sorcery powers, but that's all after they've been corrupted by the rings and after they've become wraiths and they're part of the unseen world. And as Gandalf slash stranger slash blue wizard destroyed them. It was almost like that white wraithy thing. Yeah. So that doesn't make any sense because that didn't make any sense to we don't me have either. any rings to make wraiths out of. So the only yep. thing that I can think of is that 
we get some sort of flashbacks in season two and there's some sort of experiment of Sauron's where he was try experimenting with that whole wraith mm. thing and he's actually done something to these individuals. They maybe were just well, men, women, you know, whatever. And that he's yeah. done something to them to make them like this. That's the only thing I can kind of think that. of that might work. But right now it's just like have they just been brought there just to be baddies? We'll never see them again. So I really hope we get an explanation for that because they don't fit within the legendarium unless we get an explanation, if that makes sense. No, it does. It makes it makes sense. Um, yeah, I I don't know. It could, it could for, for me go either way because I don't know the... I don't have as, uh, the knowledge of the lore and there's not as much on the blue, but as a, as a person that enjoys... Uh, I enjoy it when people can find the wiggle room in a story to expand versus uh, versus um, just changing things. So changing something that's established. So going with blue, blue wizards versus Gandalf means that there's less like uh, less toes to step on. That's the that's what I would want to go with. However, if it were Gandalf, Market because I don't know anything. Though. I could see him doing it that way, and it'll it'll all depend on how well it's uh, how well it's executed. So, were you disappointed? We you kind of change that, I suppose, and decide what they want to do. Just because they use that line, you know, there will be some people now if they say it's not good enough that are disappointed by that as well. I would just, be, yeah. I would be on the other hand, I, I would be disappointed if it is Gandalf. Um, what about the other? I mean, they they kind of sort of try to make sure they they tied off. Uh, Durin and uh, um, the elf and Brownwyn uh, over in the in the Southlands. They they but we didn't get to you know revisit some of those those characters. Any do you feel? I I don't necessarily know if that Durin sure Durin's po- point of of getting off this season and, and his story with Elrond. I think they did wrap that up well enough. But I don't know, man. How do you how do you feel about it being a, a season? finale did it did it feel like a, a true season I think finale that, to you? I mean it kind of feels like those were the two main stories we still needed closure on whereas the other ones we kind of got closure with last week so yeah. I can see what you're saying there um I mean even the scene that we had of like Miriel and and Elendil arriving back in mm-hmm. Numenor kind of almost didn't feel we needed that um mm-hmm. but I kind of like the scene that we got of uh Farah's on so I guess to have that scene, they had to have them coming back in as well, you know. You see how things are just going to, well, don't want to get any spoilers and stuff like that. But, you know, things are going to end up changing over there in the Numenor world. Um, and, you know, so that it was interesting enough. Maybe but an I don't think we needed weight. to see, like, what Aaron Deere and Bronwyn, if, if they'd just been sitting making tea for the last couple of days. But I think where we will see them is clearly now Sauron's went back to Mordor for whatever reason even though he didn't create it in the first place but he's went back there and um, and you know I would imagine still, since they're still in the area that they're going to have some sort of involvement with him in, in season 2 possibly especially if he's like I'm your king still yeah yeah I don't know it's it's over overall dis- disappointing because you just see so so much potential even even with changing things up a bit still more more potential it's than because like, i like the half foot and the stranger scenes apart from yeah. the fact that the the magic battle didn't make any sense to me because mm. i felt like they were too powerful against them I, I um agree. uh but 
other than that, I like that. I like Nori having to leave. Although I kind of thought Poppy would go with her. I thought that was a kind of strange one. She's just on her own anyway. Why would Poppy not go with them and they become a trio? Because they've been a kind of trio throughout season one. So I felt that was almost a strange decision because I can't see us following the Harfoot story anymore. Why would we? You know? No. So that's Poppy out of it. You know, theoretically. Unless she and would it not have made more fun dispatched to later to there. go with them yeah. you know and then we would have had them being able to kind of converse with each other a little bit as well you know that's the story that interests me most going forward there was something the showrunners have said since the season finale came out about season two which may be of interest to you i can't remember the exact quotes and because i record this on my phone i can't punch it up and, and give it for you but they were talking about how and you know, obviously, they didn't reveal Sauron until the, the last episode of season two. But they said in season uh, season one, sorry. But they did say that in season two, now that that reveals out there, they plan to kind of focus on that character and really get inside his head, um, see things from his point of view, um, and how he's kind of got to where he is. So that made me think, hoping for maybe some flashbacks that might. I mean, maybe yeah. they might go back and try and explain what he was doing in the boat. Why, you know, maybe. consider maybe they will do that. I don't know if they're good enough to do that, but we'll see. Um, and the, they almost described it as like it'll be a Walter White type situation, you know, that yeah, we'll be exploring I, things I from about, his point of view. I heard about um, that in season two. And I mean, that does seem exciting now that there'll be less, oh, who is he and who isn't yeah. he? And we can just play him as Sauron, you know. But still, you know, just, I don't know. I don't know. It's just a lot of things could have been done a lot better and just I felt that they were done for excitement, drama, yeah. who, mystery <laughs> box, you know, it was all that sort of stuff and I don't I don't think we necessarily needed that to tell this story well because it's exciting enough as, as it is. It is. It is. Anyways, it's it's been uh it's been a long uh eight hours or so of, of talking this show when you look at how, how long all of our, our episodes uh uh tally up in in time but uh i guess it's it's time to say goodbye to review of the rings until well until or unless cam let me let me ask you that are you are you down to return for for reviewing the the rings in in season two it depends because if we start it if we start it then i think we, have to we, we owe it, it to the readers that we, we go all the way through yeah. you know uh, our viewers sorry or whatever you podcast listeners um but I don't know. I mean, maybe it could be a year and a half to two years before we see season two come about, and by then we'll have heard a little bit more. Does it? Curiosity does, so, would mean I'll watch it anyway. You know, I'm I'm going right. to watch that first episode, um, but I won't have the same enthusiasm for it um, you, as I was uh, having in the middle of this series when I was like, "Oh, I love this show now." You know, remember episode four when I was gushing about it? So let me let me ask uh, uh, this then. Uh, we were we were less excited about uh i don't know how to word it. how how does this compare to your your excitement for season 2 of a uh, wheel of wheel of time are you more excited for for that well, now than yeah. you were or because, are for this sequel i mean I, i'm more excited for wheel of time because it's although it's it's still an adaptation at the moment it's not fan fiction at this point it's still an adaptation yeah. And I know that the Wheel of Time story gets better as it goes on. And I know yeah. they're trying to get through a lot of the early stuff quick to get to book I mean, four. 
because yeah. they want to get to book four in season three because that's where the story really goes whoa and you really understand what the hell is going on and it actually yeah. becomes quite epic at that point so you know so it'll just depend how they manage to navigate their way through season two there was a lot of issues some of them were probably covid related some of them were writing related yeah but there was a lot to like about real time as well and there was a lot to not like about it so again whether they've took it and they've they've reacted to those criticisms and they've improved certain aspects i would say uh wheel of time had uh had uh nothing really going for it as far as general audiences but delivered an overall better package to me than this which, which had everything going for it with with general audiences uh, as far as you know, imagery, always going to uh, be a knowledge, and this and this became more. Yeah, and this was more disappointing. When, when in doubt, you all can always fall back to the book and say, "What did they do in the book?" And people must yeah. have liked them because they sold millions of copies. You can't <laughs> do that the same way. This ring is a power because we have no dialogue, for example. You know, so we talked about this back in episode one, and they've, they've done quite well with the dialogue. Like, I yeah. How Brand's dialogue when he's talking about, you know, I've been awake since before the first, you know, since the first silence. In that time, I've had many names. And he sounded like, you know, I liked his performance and he sounded yeah. more like a an angelic Meyer at that point rather than a guy all of a sudden. Uh, and I loved the way he was like, mind powers were and stuff like that, you know, because he is pretty strong after all and was trying to kind of convince her. Um, yeah. So I'm interested to see what he does as kind of Sauron, because that was the thing that attracted to me this in the first place, was that we would get to see Sauron before he becomes just evil Dark Lord spirit in a tower that, you know, yeah. we don't really get to see any of that in Lord of the Rings. So, um, no. Oh, I don't well. know. We, we will let you guys know. You stay uh, tuned here on the Genreverse Podcast Network and Genreverse on, on YouTube. Uh, and of course, uh, follow us, uh, at, uh, the Genreverse on Twitter and, and we'll keep you guys posted as well as our own personal Twitters at that Kyle Malone at LRM underscore cam. Uh, we got a lot of other great content on the channel. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, not only do you get the pod, uh, the podcast like Marvel Multiverse Mayhem and the Cantina, you also get, uh, uh, anime reactions with AVR squared genre shot trailer reactions and, and more all of the podcasts, uh, like daily cup, uh, cup of genre and breaking geek radio. In addition to the ones I previously mentioned, go up on all the popular, uh, most of the popular, uh, podcast apps like, uh, Google and Spotify, Apple, I'm showing, uh, Spotify right now. And of course, lrmonline.com every day for for uh all entertainment news needs opinions celebrity interviews and more all available right there cam anything else you want to put out say uh no i don't know <laughs> we just have to see you know i may yeah. feel differently about season one and i may forgive it more if they then nail two three four and five and they you know yeah. it starts to follow it becomes more canonical at that point because they've said season two is more canonical so um so we'll see if, we'll if, see. if they can bring me back yeah we're, we're we're always open ladies and gentlemen always we're, open to urge you guys to be uh to be the same all right we'll see you on whatever next podcast you or show you watch on on the genreverse bye
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. It only happens once a year. JCPenney's Cyber Deals are back in-store and at jcp.com. Through Wednesday, fill your cart with deals like Yes Please Diamonds and Gemstones, now $19.99 each. Or use your coupon inside the JCP app to save up to 50% on small appliances and cookware from top brands like Keurig, Cuisinart, Calphalon, and more. We got your holiday. JCPenney offers good on select items through 1130. Exclusions apply. Jewelry excluded from coupons. See store or jcp.com for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.